0: (laughs) can you hear me okay yeah (laughs) yes i got you on speaker because i need to be a middle-aged dad for a minute and i'm making checks mix for the kids
1: (laughs) we support that good yes
0: Let's go middle-aged dad. I don't know. Do other people like your age make Chex Mix? Oh, I don't eat Chex Mix. Wait, no, actually, yes, I do. I like the cheddar
1: ones.
0: The secret ingredient, or the secret to my recipe is to double all the ingredients. Double the worcestershire sauce, double the onion, double the garlic.
1: Oh. That's that
0: text, and they add those little rye chips. Mm. Okay.
1: Interesting.
0: Just spreading it out.
1: Yeah. Welcome to the Dini pocket where we make checkmates. Live. Live. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Um, <Hello. laughs> so I know the agenda is men's mental health and you contacted me about like do i want to talk about that i'm like yes i have just a tiny amount of that left <laughs> just, just enough Yes, i have just enough men's mental health left to talk about it
1: <laughs> yes if you don't know that's blake he's always on the corner
0: oh yes i'm blake divestino hi dd and i are tick tock besties from like 2020.
1: yes and we finally actually met up Real life, it's super dope. September, August, September. I think it was September. Off. September, yes.
2: Yeah.
1: We we finally met up in person, so we were like, "Hey,
0: let's go." It's real now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the that
1: was my- the oven. Ooh, we support it. Yeah, yeah. I' like coming in with
0: the food I'm sorry, what was that
1: look at you coming in with the food
0: I know food equals love in my household
1: food okay. was
0: I don't know if I told you the story, but food for me was kind of hard to come by when I was a kid, not because i not because we were poor we were not but because of just the people who raised me
2: mm-hmm. and um
0: I make a point of making sure that my kids I have plenty of everything food wise and I do everything like I don't think I've ever served them a frozen pizza you know I make the crust from scratch um like the tomato sauce well that I buy but you know (laughs) I just I make it and I bake it myself yeah um because food equals love
2: of course um
0: so let me tell you a story before we get started all
2: right part of why
0: I had to we're we're gonna talk a half an hour ago and I have another NB friend here in town, um, and she texted me and said, I have been out in public shopping, like, femme presenting for the first time in a long time, and I want to go out for a drink hey. as femme, you know? Like, will you join yeah. me? And, like, I would be honored. And so it's the first time that she showed up, like, alone, you know? And... um We went and had truffle fries, (laughs) which were delightful, and it was just like a wonderful experience for both of us. I was so glad to be a part of it. (coughs) Uh Uh-oh.
1: I almost died. Are you sick? No. Not that I know of. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm good. I feel like every time I talk to you, I'm always almost dying. (laughs)
0: <laughs> really
1: so yeah like I'm always choking on something wait pause <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> <No. clears throat> like I'm always like choking on air though like I'm almost killing myself for doing basic human things like what? Breathing.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Drinking water. Like I can't drink water and can I drink water like a normal person, please? It's so hard. <laughs> but yeah. That's the fellow still... how I'm um, how I'm always almost dying.
0: Yeah. Uh, when's the last time we talked? I mean, like, uh, podcast-wise, we talked, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, but then the audio didn't work out or something?
1: Yeah. And then we had to... We were like, planning on redoing it, but then life happened for both of us.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: But we... Let's see. We text each other a couple times a week.
1: Yeah. What were we I talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm straight, you straight, and then you always, like, you're not straight.
0: No, but, no. like, you, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't know Wait. what that means. That's one of the, I'm, I'm learning so much about, like, Gen Z language from you. And actually, I yeah. could understand my son better now that I know you, because uh, I'm like, can I pick you up after school tomorrow? He's like, bet. And now I know what that means. Yeah. But, yeah, you said you straight. I'm like, no, objectively not. <laughs> but I don't know what that. But you mean it in a different way than than I understand it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be like, Oh yeah, you straight. And then you were like, No, I'm not. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and then I'm just over here. I'm like, Oh, Blake. <laughs> like,
0: so what does it mean when you say that? When you say you straight? Right. Like, and is that a question good. or is that a statement?
1: It's a question. It's like, it's like you're good.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I'm learning. That's
1: what's up. Okay.
0: You straight? Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying you're straight.
0: Okay, because okay. I, I didn't feel kind of like I don't know. Was the reverse of called out? Like <laughs>
1: I just feel like this is so cute. Like you're so cute. I
0: know. I'm. I'm so old. I'm a dad.
1: <laughs> and we support the dads. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you are a single father. I support you.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's not easy. It's it's the best job I've ever had, but it is not easy.
1: Yeah, I bet I can... <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my, one of my friends. I was like, "Yo," because I made a TikTok a while ago. I'm like me as part of you, know, me as a parent.
0: I didn't see that one.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, it's old, old video. I'll send it to you. Oh. I'm just like, we're both depressed. Two depressed people in this house.
2: Oh, Yeah.
1: Too bad, Billy. <laughs> but you have to watch the video. It's funny. It's sad, but funny.
2: But yeah, you guys. You guys. Well, I saw
0: another one. Actually, I think it was, I'm starting to see the same content on TikTok more and more, which is kind of weird to me. But I saw one of you the other day with a knife. And I, maybe yeah. it was taken down or something. And it was like, fart, no.
1: No, it wasn't taken down.
0: It wasn't? No. Oh, because you did something with a knife before that was taken down, didn't you? No.
1: I oh, I thought you did. Okay. That was my first time with a knife.
0: Oh,
3: okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it was uh, whenever, when I left the psych ward, because I went to the psych ward because I'm depressed. And I Try the o d oh my god yes i I joke about it now, but I'm still healing from being suicidal hey.
0: I know, fam, I'm very proud of you,
1: thank you, oh my God, so when I got out of the hospital, literally, it's like whenever I had a knife, it's like what are you doing. said like.
0: When you got home, they took all the knives out of the kitchen or something? They
1: didn't take it out of the kitchen. They were just like being very cautious.
0: Oh, yeah. When they
1: see me. But I'm always like, it's not like I'm going to do something with the knife. Like, yo, we eat with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I were to cut myself, I would use something that's not a kitchen utensil. I'm just saying.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Like, I never used tension utensils to cut
0: myself. But, yeah. You are the first person, and <clears throat> maybe the only person, who, when I met them in person for the first time, we cheered to us both being alive. Oh, yeah. And, like, that—that that is a friendship that will last our entire lives. Yeah. You know, we're like, good for us. We are both here. Because when you and I met, it was touch and go there for a while.
1: Oh, yeah. for both of us uh do we really want to be alive but then we were both like we got family uh
0: yeah (sighs) Yeah. talk
1: about family today because you already know the team
0: oh yes you know which another thing i'm super duper proud of you how are those boundaries holding
1: oh good i haven't talked to nobody well other than my my media family yes but that person no
0: do you want to spill the tea for the listeners?
1: Not yet. I, I'm okay. trying to make a video. Okay. A TikTok video about that. So I just wanted to give it a few months before I actually put it out there.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. But today we're not talking about me because I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to talk. Um, I'm not a man. So, well, not today at least.
0: Oh, yes, I meant to ask your pronouns today.
1: Oh, yeah, she, her. You're fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. I am he, him. He, he, him. I'm she, her. Welcome okay. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're talking about mental health, but for men. So, this is no.
0: You sent me a couple of uh, like screenshots of tweets. Yeah. Do you wanna use, like, can you just, dis- I don't know the backstory well enough to understand what that was about. So can okay. you like walk me through that? And then, because that's a good way to launch the conversation about mental health. Yeah. So, we want
1: to. Uh, okay, found it. I found it. Now, Offset had a cousin. I think it was his cousin. Uh, Takeoff. He was killed. Tragic. I know. So Offset uh, tweeted in a dark place. Middle finger emoji. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
1: someone commented no disrespect, but if I lost someone I consider as family I would definitely not be on Twitter tweeting. I would go dark without seeking attention for it. And then a girl replied, men's mental health is important and these people are trolling him. His past shouldn't matter. He lost a family member and isn't 100%. Stop trolling. Depression comes hand hand in hand with grief comes hand-in-hand hand with grief. So.
0: That really spoke to me for a number of reasons, not Offset's tweet, but the reply. Mm-hmm. Because like the, a lot of my content in 2020 and 2021 was me working through stuff. And I needed, i yeah. like, I didn't have a lot of friends at the time. Um, I wanted to, you know, be a father for my children and I'm not going to unload on them. And so I was just kind of like processing in public. Mm -hmm. And when people, I don't know if it's like Americans or if it's probably just like cishet males, when Mm -hmm. they see men emoting, like expressing feelings in public, they are accused of seeking attention. I got that so many times. Like, heaven forfend, you would see me cry on TikTok, which I have done, or uh, just, like, grieving, I don't know, my marriage, or grieving, like, or mourning the the childhood that I wish I had that I did not have, mm-hmm. and, like, working through all of that stuff. And I'm, like, I'm doing it because I have felt invisible for most of my life, and to share it uh, makes me feel it sort of um, takes away the power of the grief in the morning. Yeah. When you share it with other people? And there's something, uh, yeah, there's something that kind of empowering about that. Uh, and also people see me and then they respond. And like, there are a lot, a lot of people out there mm-hmm. by the thousands uh, who have experiences very similar to mine. And so yeah. like, there's a lot of value in processing that stuff in public, but time and again, by men, I was accused of that same, they always use the same language, which is seeking attention.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's really weird to me. Like, what is it about um, you know, conventional heteronormative masculinity that requires men to act invisible, to not seek attention? Is the attention supposed to come to them organically, but they're not supposed to seek it? Or yeah. is it, is it uh, more like I think that the subtext is that like when you're processing stuff, Mm
2: -hmm. when
0: you're emoting in front of other people, Mm -hmm. um, you are being vulnerable. You're being intentionally vulnerable. And that's what is upsetting to like the heteronormative traditional masculine types. Vulnerability is anathema to them. So like what, how, what I don't get is, how expressing vulnerability somehow equates to seeking attention. And all I could think of is that men think that attention-seeking is a, some, some kind – for some reason, it's like a feminine behavior. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um, but there's and... something that they're trying to, like, you know, feminize a man who is expressing emotions by saying he's seeking attention. I don't know. I think it's like layers of stereotypes on top of each other. They don't make any sense. Definitely.
1: Because, like, oh, you're a man and you're showing emotion. You're a sissy – or some shit like that. Yeah. But it's like... So, I looked at the numbers. White men, these are rates of suicide. White men, 25.4%. Uh, Native American and Alaskan Native, 14.6%. Wow. And Black men is 12.6%. Wow. So... I feel like if we can have that open conversation and not look down on a man, like okay, straight or gay doesn't matter. Like especially straight men need to be like, you need know I'm saying? it's okay to talk about your feelings. It's okay to be open about what you're going through. Like there's a whole bunch of mental health illness. Out there that will be uh, overlooked due to the fact, oh no, I'm not gonna go there because nah, I don't think I have that, I don't trust that shit, nah, that ain't me, you know what yeah, I mean? and it's like no, if you're going through something, you should be able to open up and talk to someone about that. Why are you hiding you, I mean, you don't have to hide like I get it, opening up about your feelings is hard. But, being a man doing it, I can't even imagine how hard it could be.
0: I mean, just speaking from my own experience is because the people I was with, my partners mm-hmm. were were women who were raised with the same uh, ideas of toxic masculinity that I was. And so, like my ex-wife did not want to hear my problems. I tried to talk about like, you know, childhood trauma and uh, complex PTSD. And she's like, wow, that's really sad. It breaks my heart. But like she's saying that while she's like picking through her underwear in the underwear drawer and like wouldn't make eye contact with me. And then she would leave. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, other women I was with, they just didn't want to hear it because, you know, men are supposed to be masculine and and masculinity involves not um having not having to not needing anyone else to work through your problems. Like you have to the idea is that you're supposed to work through it yourself somehow.
3: Would,
2: um, and why, so it's like, like
0: patriarchy has affected women as well as men i'm what i'm interested in and what i'd like to get your thoughts on is like what do you see i don't have an answer to this but what do you see in like the racial breakdown of suicide among men and like more white men than indigenous or black men die by suicide like what's that about because i feel like i don't know masculinity is certainly um like culturally uh ordained you know it's sort of like it's given to people through the cultures that they come up mm-hmm. in. But I feel like there are a lot of parallels between say like white ideas of masculinity and black and indigenous ideas. I don't know, but maybe not. As a white man, I don't only all I know is what I was raised with.
1: Yeah. Um so as a black person, I can I can't fully understand the suicide rate. Or, like, the number of it. But I can, but I can, like, understand, like, why. Because if you think about it, it's also why are people killing themselves like that? At home, uh, you could be in an LGBT community. Um, That's not fully welcomed in a lot of people's homes. Yeah. Like, uh, you could be Black, like, as a black person, I was scared to even come out because I could have got kicked out. Like,
0: oh, I, yeah.
1: It's stuff like that. Or you told uh, me that
0: story early on, uh, just about like needing mental health care. Yeah. And like having like there was a corner that had to be turned, you know, in your family where people are like, "Okay, DD needs help."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. So another thing that perplexes me about these numbers is that uh white people statistically have more and better access to mental health care and yet they are dying in larger numbers.
1: Which I also don't get. Yeah. Because like at the same time, I just know the numbers. I don't know I'm not a medical health person. Okay, so let's get that clear real quick i'm not a therapist i'm not uh a... yes me neither yeah we're not like mental health people we just have mental health problems
0: yeah but but yeah what do okay. you and i do i think which is not uh you and i both talk publicly about the work that we're doing yeah which is very valuable but yeah we are not um
2: <laughs> well, we're, not, we're not, not therapists
0: all we're doing is repeating what we are being told but yeah. professionals <laughs> that's an important disclaimer yeah
1: yeah please understand do not take what we're saying and like take it to heart please don't i don't i don't got time to get food because i don't got money yeah <laughs> so yeah but no yeah i don't know why the numbers are like are like that I just know because like in the black community there are the homophobic the homopho- homophobic there we go good job baby you did it <laughs> there's the homophobia then there's also the um, uh, stress of going up as a black person in America especially because like we see what's happening out here on these streets. So, and then yeah. the stress of, oh, I want to be the first one to get out of, like, this situation and be able to make something. And then, like, you have your parents just uh, constantly badgering you over and over. It's, like, a lot of stress. That can come to like trying kind to of kill I'm you. sure. Know. But like, I'm not saying that's only in the black community. That happens in the white community as well. Like, in every community, shit like that happens. But
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it's bad though. It's like, also, if you need a suicide, number hotline number one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 please call if you need it yeah i'm right. glad you mentioned one. that yeah and... i wanted to get that out there before i forget because like i had it written down and i was like let me do this real quick and I'll also do it at the end of the episode.
0: But yeah, <laughs> you would think. Uh, and there is an organization uh, that specializes in suicide prevention for members of the LGBTQ plus community called the Trevor Project, mm-hmm. and you can go to their website. It's just thetrevorproject dot org, I believe, and you can uh, reach a counselor through their website, and yeah. they understand. Like the the various nuances, the vagaries of mental health challenges among queer folks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another great resource.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, DiscoverProject.org. The um, yeah, they have crisis support services for LGBTQ. By all means, please call if you need it. Oh yeah. Um, okay.
0: Uh, I'm trying um, to think of, um, other creators that I'm sure you and I both follow a lot of the same creators on TikTok, but a lot of like, in addition to the work that I do with my therapist and I see my guy every, every week, every other week. Um, I look for content of queer folks who are thriving, you know, mm-hmm. who are sort of on, they're either on their own journey, like they're taking us on their journey or they're on the other side of the hardest part, you know. Uh, Dylan oh, is an excellent example of that, you know. I and was like about she just... to
1: say her. Yeah. Dylan is amazing. Y'all should go follow Dylan. I forgot her, ne- her uh, tag, but Dylan is a trans woman. And she is absolutely, absolutely amazing.
0: The other one is the, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. The floor is Marv Marva, Marvola. It's another trans woman.
1: Oh. Um, and then there's the handy ma'am.
0: Yes, the handy ma'am. The uh-huh. handy
1: ma'am, I love her. She's amazing. But yeah, there is a lot of, Amazing trans LGBT people out there who you should follow if you want to. uh... Oh, there's this. Oh, this trans woman. She was. I think she was a bodybuilder before.
0: Oh yes, yes. Uh huh. I remember her name. Yeah.
1: It's like Grace. I think.
0: Uh huh.
1: Something like Gracie. Or no, Gabby. Her name's Gabby. She is oh my god, she's hot actually. I'm so funny.
0: (laughs) I think a lot of you know, there are tons of therapists. There are as many therapists as there are tarot card readers practically on TikTok. (laughs) Um, but you know, at least I could trust the therapists. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a different kind of content that we all could benefit from. And that's like mental health inspo. And that's what I love about those creators is like, they're doing the work and they are thriving. And like, you see them go through the challenges and you see them overcome them, you know, and then you see them thriving again. And then another challenge comes up or they do another, it's just like my friend today. And she's like, I am out alone friend presenting for the first time. Um, I had a great day. Let's meet for a drink and we like celebrate it you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so like you get to enjoy those moments of other queer folks just living their lives the highs and the lows
1: definitely
0: I think inspo is a great uh a, a great opportunity for new queer mental health content
1: mm-hmm. we gotta make we gotta make a tick together you and me and we're gonna just make some uh LGBT content
0: yes or and or uh shoot i was at (laughs) this is hilarious uh a friend of mine asked me to go to i'm in montana as you know and he asked me to uh, go out with some friends of his Mm -hmm. to this bar and it's like a country bar like a a saloon and i'm the only queer person there for sure right everyone is like vaping and shit and um (laughs) My first question was like, how do I dress like a straight person? And I'm like, oh, oh never mind. Awesome. I'm just gonna dress like myself.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was dumb. It was like my friend's instinct was like, how do I pass? You know, uh, right how path. do I make myself invisible?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, wait, I forgot where I brought that up though. We were talking about, oh, oh so two of these guys, it was karaoke <laughs> night and two of his friends were doing, um, it's when you go live together at the same time and you're, you're competing with each other, what's that called? Oh.
1: I don't know what it's called. But I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And like you compete for likes or or mm-hmm. prizes or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, you and I could do a live together. We don't have to compete, but we could do like we could share a live together and you could watch me make Chex Mix or something. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I can't because I only have 600 followers. I need more. I need like, oh, really? Thousand. Yeah. I need a thousand to go live.
0: Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell everyone your handle so they can follow you. What is my handle? <laughs> the Queen Didi, I think. Or is it Queen Dee? <laughs> and is it, for some reason, I feel like it's one E? No. One is it? Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is weird. Official Queen. Official okay. Queen
1: Deedee. Wait, let me explain. Because so D E D E is how I I wanted to be unique when I spelled my name. Okay? Everybody spelled their name D E E D E E. I wanted to do D E D E. I wanted to be like sort of kinda of unique. Okay. But my mom was like, Girl, that spelled dead. I'm like, <laughs> Okay.
0: Dead. <laughs>
1: like, I know but I, would, I don't want to be like everyone else, okay? Oh, but yeah, relatable. I already, relatable. <laughs> I already <laughs> totally. have a unique-ass name. Like, my logo has all in with my nickname.
0: Shit. It never occurred to me to ask. So is, are they initials, Dee Dee, or is that like your name? Dee Dee is my
1: nickname.
0: Can I ask what your first name is?
1: you asked before. <laughs> There's a recording of my name on here.
0: Okay, okay.
1: It's Fair enough. Dionye.
0: Dionye, okay.
1: I, I don't like using it. I use my, okay, so the only time I end up using my real name is for, uh, if I'm signing something. Like business
0: official papers right legal stuff yeah
1: because you know apparently i'm important (laughs) (laughs) these streets can't hold
0: me i'm just taking you to the kitchen while i store my checks mix
1: all right okay next question next question Oh my God, look at me actually being organized. I actually wrote down questions.
0: I know, you really did your homework for this. I'm impressed.
1: I I really did. Oh my God. (laughs) This is how much I care about you, Blake, okay? (laughs) I care about you this much. I actually went in and did some research.
0: Back at you, fam. Yeah. I think we talked about this before, and maybe this was in the episode that didn't make it, but can we normalize fam as a pronoun for everyone?
1: Yes, please.
0: I've been using it for months, and like no one bats an eye. Like, hey, thanks, fam.
1: Yeah, you call me fam all the time. I'm like, no problem, dude. Yeah, because
0: we're we're family, and you know, gender is I don't know, not really relevant to me. Gender is a
1: concept.
0: Let's just start addressing. I think everyone should address everyone else as fam from now on.
1: Yeah.
0: At least in the in the alphabet mafia.
1: Gang gang. (laughs) Okay. Do you feel like talking about mental health? Should be normalized.
0: What? Sorry, I'm stirring. What do you mean by that? Normalized? Like, like
1: can it be normalized with men to talk about their mental health?
0: Boy, the question is how. You know? Yeah. Like, how? Boy, that's an excellent question. It goes back to for me anyway, it goes back to the idea of safety.
1: Yeah.
0: Um in order to address your mental health,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you have to be vulnerable enough to talk about what there are problems and vulnerability it depends on the context like in a professional context they they we pay them to be vulnerable like I told my therapist Mm -hmm. like I just pay you $40 an hour to watch me cry you know and he gets that um but outside of that like in relationships I think a lot of people don't understand that um vulnerability has to be earned
3: Mm
2: -hmm. you know
0: people have to demonstrate that they are trustworthy and that they are safe and that's why it can be hard for men to open up because they don't know when it's safe.
2: Yeah. And
0: I have friends, male friends, who have paid the price in relationships with women where they are too vulnerable too early and the women uh, reject them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think part of the normalization process is uh, will involve normalizing vulnerability among men. Yeah. Definitely. Which again goes back to what I talked about before in like these weird fake constructs of masculinity and where vulnerability doesn't and does not fit into that. Yeah. That's the major challenge I think.
1: Because I think like I may me and you have a relationship where we both can talk we can we both can open up about how we feel about shit. Yeah. And I definitely like you open up because not many men are not only comfortable or they feel like they're not allowed to be vulnerable or they're not allowed to open up about their feelings. And I feel like links as a group should make it more accessible for men to open up about their feelings and be vulnerable with themselves. And how they feel with shit. Cause going back to um uh takeoff. Like, yeah. he Oh we got crying. the tweets, huh? hmm Yeah, take off I mean not take off, offset.
0: Offset.
1: He's there's a picture of him crying at takeoff's funeral at his casket. Like just being open enough and vulnerable like that, that is something that is always looked down on in the men's community, especially the Black men community, which I still don't understand. But then also when... um, What's his name? Oh, my God. Everybody hates Chris, Julius, Terry Cruz
0: Oh, Terry Cruz yeah, uh-huh.
1: When he came out about sexual assault, he like I feel like stuff like that. People tend to look down on it. I mean, look past it. Oh, you got sexually assaulted by a woman. You're yeah. fine, but yeah. no, that's still assault. And there's these um videos. There's this uh, one video. Um, some woman. It was at some award show, and she ripped open um, Zach Efron's shirt. And it's like, wow. but had that been the other way around, they would have been canceled. Yeah. They would have been uh, arrested. Yeah. They would have lost their job. They would have written a full-out apology. Yeah, let a woman assault a man, and we just laugh about it.
0: Mm. And Terry Crews also went public about uh porn addiction. Yeah, he's just an excellent like model of um controlled vulnerability you know like kind of mm-hmm. strategic vulnerability and he realized that he had to reach a certain point in his career where it was safe for him to do that because he couldn't do that early in his career and yeah. like that was brendan Fraser's problem where he was assaulted by an agent and no one would call him out on it and so he didn't work for 20 years you know mm-hmm. but then he finally reached this point in his career where he could like come back and, and speak his truth and now people are finally seeing him for who he is and what happened to him. Um, but the more people like that, who can model vulnerability uh, in like a healthy way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the better. And going back to the offset thing, what's amazing to me is like, he was at a funeral for a family member mm-hmm. and people are trolling him for crying, for mourning the death of a family member.
1: And, like, uh, What kind
0: of world do you live in where that is a problem for you?
1: And then it's also someone also tweeted you was just where is it? Uh they someone else followed that tweet. Oh bro, shut up. You was helping your wife throw money a few days ago. Oh it's yeah, like,
3: yeah.
1: Everybody grieved their own way yeah okay so he was helping her throw money but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes yeah that's what people need to understand like yes they these are public figures like but behind the scenes you don't know what's happening in their house
0: and it's all based on like social media representations like according to social media you seemed happy the other day but today you are crying So I'm going to assume that you crying is fake and not that happiness is fake. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's messed up.
1: Like another good example, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Okay. Prince Harry was so like His mental health was really bad. Like He was concerned he did not want what happened to Diana to happen to him.
0: Huh.
1: I mean, to happen to Meghan. Right. So, yeah, he left the family, the royal family, for his wife, but yet everybody wanna. I don't know why I'm on Royal Twitter. I've been trying to get out of Royal <laughs> Twitter for a minute, but everybody keeps com- was commenting. Uh, one time they was like, "Y'all say y'all wanted privacy, but yet y'all doing this down the third Uh huh. But it's like they never said they wanted privacy.
0: Right, they just wanted all the family.
1: Yeah. yeah. They wanted control over their. Like they're going to be
0: public figures forever. They both knew that going in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like Meghan Markle was already her own person even before the royal family because she was an actress. She was in, a, she had a lead role in the show Suits. Like Meghan Markle was already doing her own thing huh. before she even got into the royal family. But once getting into the royal family, Like I know this is about men's uh, mental health today, but like for Meghan Markle simply because she is black and she is a woman inside of a predominantly white family. Uh huh. Like, uh, y'all, there was um, tweets. Oh, Meghan Markle did this, but you look at tweets before like. Look at something before, Kate did the exact same thing, and y'all praised her, but y'all look down on Meghan Markle. Y'all call Meghan Markle baby and monkey. Oh, my God. Like, but yet the British people want to be like, oh, we just don't like her for the person she is. No, you don't like her because she's black. She's in the royal family. She's going to forever be a part of the royal family, whether you like it or not. Right. Uh, She has a Y'all just don't like the fact that she's that a Black woman took, one, she took your man. (laughs) Like, she (laughs) took a prince from the royal family. (laughs) But at the same time, she she was like, she was, herself was saying she was having depression. uh, She was suicidal. Like, but yet, it's like, no, she wasn't. She's fine. But you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I can post a TikTok right now and be happy and all of that shit. But after that TikTok, you don't know what else is happening. Yep. I could be crying.
0: 100%.
1: So it's just like, same thing with men. They can post a TikTok all they want, But behind closed doors, you don't know what's happening. You don't know what's happening with Offset. He could be, He everybody agrees, in their own way yeah. I do with comedy <laughs> I laugh at the shit I've been through
3: <laughs> yes However, you do it's, yeah
1: it's, it's kind of disturbing but it's like would you rather me laugh at my mental health issues or would you rather go to a funeral <laughs> <laughs> like, right <I'm>
0: <laughs> yeah I'd rather laugh thank you I vote for laugh <laughs> Thank you.
1: So yes, like and everybody agrees different differently. Like and also, uh, takeoff might not have. I mean, offset might not have like a lot of time. Like he probably is like, okay, I have to do a show here because like at the end of the day, he still had to make money to support himself and his family, Cardi yeah. B and their children. So. Like I said, everybody agrees differently. The fact that I, I never also understood why women were also... I don't want a weak man. I don't want a man who always has his feelings. Right. I would like a man who's, have, who's in touch with his feelings. If he's in tune with his feelings, I would like him, please. He sounds hot.
0: I mean, other, yeah, consider the alternative which is a guy who is totally not in touch with his feelings and they're going to come out one way or another, probably through behavior because the emotions are not being processed, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, like, the continuum is um, like emotions begin as a physical manifestation. And Mm -hmm. I was 50 years old when I first learned that. I didn't even know that, you know? And I've just been trained over years to figure out, like, where where I feel weird in different parts of my body. So, like, When my forehead is tense, that means I'm sad. When my stomach is tied up, that means I'm anxious, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And if you don't learn how to identify your emotions and then feel the feelings, then the feelings turn into thoughts. Mm. And then those thoughts create narratives that you start obsessing over or repeating in your head or whatever, you know? And if you don't get ahead of those thoughts, then those thoughts turn into behaviors. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's where the the that's where you see the consequences right of like men who who can't they're so out of touch with their emotions that it turns out in terms of either like violence or giving women the silent treatment or uh who knows what else you know um any kind of like protest behaviors that they come up with because they don't even they don't know what they're feeling so they isolate themselves or act out yeah so the more men like yeah the more men who can model vulnerability and emoting for other men I think the better off we will be but uh, like just women and other non-men I think are also part of this equation where Mm -hmm. um, we all have to understand the role that like patriarchy plays in prohibiting vulnerability with men. And so I think going back to those statistics we are talking about at the top of this, um, patriarchy manifests itself so differently in the black community than the white community or in the indigenous one. Um, And I think that is an important piece of the puzzle is understanding how those differences affect the men differently in those communities. If you see what I'm saying, like white patriarchy is much, much different than the effect of either black patriarchy or white patriarchy on black people. You know, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of variables there to consider. And the question is like, how do you um, rise above it? Or how do you see clear of it? You know, I don't have an answer to that yet, but I think that's, that's the question that's in front of us.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So, also, have you so have you had a safe place to open up about your mental health or do you have a safe place now?
0: Um, mainly it is my therapist.
1: We support therapists.
0: Yes. If you can afford them. Yeah. If mental health care was treated like I don't know, a utility you know more people have access to the internet than they have access to mental health care in this country um which is ridiculous to me um i have a core of friends who check Mm -hmm. on me which is incredibly important because a few years ago i don't know like when you're married and you have kids you have people who you consider friends but they're really like They're the parents of your kids' friends. (laughs) Yeah. But they're not people who are going to, like, text you, like, hey, bro, are you okay? (laughs) I have people in my life who are like that now, uh, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Uh, But it's a very small core. Mm -hmm. And um, thankfully, most of them are lesbians. If you want to be happy in life – I was telling someone this the other day. If you want to be happy in life, surround yourself with lesbians because they – when, like, when they love you, they love you so deeply that they will walk through fucking fire for you.
1: We would. And, but no, I'm not a lesbian.
0: Please I know. For me. <laughs> uh, and they're also, this is my experience because, again, most of my friends yeah. are lesbians. They're deeply empathetic and like, mm-hmm. I will show up for brunch and not say anything. And I'll sit down and they were like, what's wrong? Something's wrong. Who do I have to fuck up? Does yeah. someone hurt you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, they are not just friends. They're like advocates for you, you know? Yeah. Um, so a 10 out of 10 recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to, again, be in a relationship where I have a partner that I can be vulnerable with.
1: Yeah.
0: I have had that in the past. Uh, only briefly, but it was just like, it was with a woman uh, who I think you knew and it was just i don't it was like one of the most wonderful experiences of my life and i learned that like people like her actually exist and relationships like ours were actually possible mm-hmm. and i didn't know that that those things were even true until i met her and the only reason that we're not together is just because we were on very similar very parallel mental health journeys and we realized that like the way she put it was like how do i find myself without losing you but i need to find myself and we just needed there's more work that we both needed to do you know yeah um so i'm grateful just to have had that experience
1: that's great especially if you're in a you grow up in a place where you don't have that kind of safe space yeah, to even express yourself mm-hmm. it can be very tra- traumatic and it can be scary because you don't want to say the wrong thing and then it's like
0: what do you oh, mean the wrong thing though? what would the wrong thing look like or sound like?
1: like hmm what well, what can I use as an example? Be like, okay. I don't know. But like I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't feel like it's it's not coming out. Okay. Like it's supposed to. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like that's It's interesting
0: not- to be they put it that way though, because it feel it makes it it sounds like um it's unsafe on your end. Like you don't know. You're afraid they are going to make things worse somehow, and so you don't feel safe to react authentically. And so I'm just wondering what what are the the landmines you know that you're afraid are in front of you? Mm. I wonder.
1: Well, um, I'm I'm good, right? Okay. I I'm, I'm, I'm good. I have therapy on Tuesday. <laughs> I think I'll be fine maybe. Like
0: who do you have to talk, where do you find a safe space?
1: Um, so where I go, like I have a couple of friends who I talk to about shit. And then I also have a partner. Yes. Who I um, they understand like I already let them know like it's gonna like I'm trying to open up and they get it and they understand it's gonna be like a slow process and I even talked to my therapist about this and it's just like I don't when I first met them I didn't want to be like hey, drama
0: <laughs> 100% they yeah.
1: like Fuck, I'm out. Like, yep. No. So, already they know I'm going through with opening up about my feelings. Uh, not my feelings about them. They know how I feel about them. I like them. They're they're really cool. They're awesome. But just opening up about like things I've been through, like. I can slowly get into my background of what happened to me, yeah. but I just can't full-blown come out with it anymore like I used to. Because now it's like, if I do that, it's just like, I also tend to start to shut down on my, uh, like my brain starts to be like, okay, it's time to take a break from adult things. Yeah, and then I end up going into little space.
0: Oh right, yes, we were talking about that. Last, well, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was in person. Yeah, yeah, about little space. Yeah,
1: yeah. And if you don't know what little space is, little space is just where, like, a person it's It's also like a traumatic response. Age regression is also what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used in therapy. It actually is used in therapy. Uh, a lot so I uh, know I am not a system I don't have DID this is just my response to what I've been through and uh, little space is when you shut down being an adult and you go back to like a kid like mind. Yeah. whereas I when I end up age regressing I am like between the ages of 3 and 5 and it's also not a kink it's nothing sexual here oh my god please do not sexualize a little space
0: which I think is totally misunderstood right
1: yes um no I, I do not fuck wearing like a onesie like yes i do have a onesie it's a unicorn onesie it's cute Mm. unicorn that's awesome
0: yes
1: but no i i will not fuck in a onesie i will not put on a pamper to fuck you um (laughs) hell no that's just uncomfortable not yeah that's uncomfortable and that's very questioning i am questioning what you're going what you're thinking about because uh, it sounded like a little mm, to me, so no. But as a little, a person who do a regression, no. And it's also, also come to consent part. Oh my God.
0: No. And does your partner help you with that?
1: Oh, in the little not, space? I have not regressed in front of them. Okay. Yeah. But I have in front of uh my old roommate and she is amazing. Uh we were watching uh something on YouTube and then it like became very like hard, uh dramatic for me to like what they were talking about and it was about assault. Okay. And so he was like explaining what he would do to uh, a younger girl, I wanna say it was, like oh an underage girl. Uh oh. And I was like uh no, because I have been assaulted multiple times. So that for me was very
0: And again, it's not a sexual space.
1: It's not. Right. Like, literally, I will sit down in the middle of the floor and color. Like, I have a coloring book. Yeah. And, oh, my God, adult coloring books are amazing. So, I'm just saying.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have some, actually. Um, It kind of reminds me of um, a lot of the misunderstandings around the furry community. And people thought that, like, Mm -hmm. furry was a fetish. You know, it's yeah. like some kind of, it's a kind of like for some people, I suppose it does, but like it's just a, a non-human way of expressing yourself, you yeah. know, like it has nothing to do with sexuality at all. But so I have a personal question for you about like Little it. Space. All right. Um, and I'm surprised this is like as someone who did not really experience a childhood per se, I don't think either of us did.
1: Like I did, mm-hmm. but it's just like huh, I barely remember Yeah. Do
0: you like when you are in little space? Are mm -hmm. you recreating that age, that childhood, or are you like inventing a childhood experience that you did not actually get to have?
1: It is recreating and inventing.
0: Okay.
1: Because I also like like I say, I also I have short term memory loss too. So like there's been and, like, my grandmother died when I was, like, seven, six,
3: mm-hmm.
1: six, seven, And then my dad died. No, my dad died first and then my grandmother. And it's just, like, w- like when I was younger, younger, and I didn't have no responsibilities, like, that's where I like to go back to. and I don't have to worry about shit. Yeah. But yeah it's like very hard when you um so yeah it's just like i inventing i inventing a shelter and then I'm also going back to where I felt safe and where I felt like i would i would be okay that
0: that's makes- great that you that your mind allows you to create that for yourself, yeah, you know. Um the power of imagination is just it has so much potential.
1: Mm-hmm. It's such
0: a powerful thing. Uh so much healing power, you know?
1: Definitely. Yeah, because like like I said, like people if you get the time to listen to anybody's story, not everybody's story would be the same. Like I heard Blake's, Blake, Blake her mine. And we both <laughs> yep. was like,
0: are we okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah. It depends who you ask. Like, my, my outer appearances, not always. <laughs> are we okay? Yeah. We don't look okay necessarily, but, you know.
1: yeah. So, like, if you, not every story you hear is the same. Just like how with every system, not every system has experienced this same thing, or they could have experienced similar things. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a, a system. system. Yeah. Uh
3: huh.
1: I I don't have like I'm not that I know of. Like if I did, then they've been pretty quiet. But as far as I know, I am not a system. Um, and also speaking of system. I don't understand. I don't know if you've been on this side of TikTok, Blake, but I have, where people would um, they would be like, oh, (laughs) I'm a little autistic today. I'm a little I have a little OCD like (laughs) <laughs> no, I've,
0: yeah, I've yeah, I haven't heard of anyone authentic to say like I have a touch of OCT today. Yeah. I think they just if they're saying it that way, they don't know what it means. <laughs>
1: yeah, like that's
0: not a diagnosis. That's them just like no. misusing a term.
1: Please do not. No, I am, I am sure. I'm not self-diagnosed. I have been diagnosed with ADD, depressive major depressive disorder, and um, I have anxiety and panic attacks. So when you say, "Oh, I have this," and you don't have a diagnosis, right? Nothing, it can also it can be very harmful to those of us who have it, right? Because I do. Like my depression started at seven. <laughs> I lied, at ten. Still too young, but it started at ten years old. Yeah. So it's so, very
0: relatable. Yeah. I remember coming home from school and I was like in second grade and I had like a stress migraine. I'm seven years old and I'm crying because I'm in so much pain. And like, imagine the stress that has to happen to make a seven year old cry. (laughs) And like, I didn't want to be home. I wanted to go somewhere else, you know? Home was the wrong place to go. Um, What was my other thought? Oh, it was because of TikTok that I learned about DID and systems. Yeah, It was just a couple of weeks ago that I learned about that from, uh, I forget uh, their name, but uh, super interesting. And they're like very, very like, uh, they've done a lot of work and research on it. And they were able to like translate it for folks like me very clearly. Mm-hmm. It was just really, uh, it was really effective.
1: Oh my goodness. So if you want to follow any systems, the A system is amazing.
0: The A system?
1: I loved them. Okay. The A-System, they are hilarious. Asher is hilarious. April, April's April. <laughs> Art is adorable. Like...
0: All I remember I, is that um, she had two different colored eyes.
1: Oh, two different colored eyes.
0: She had a green eye and a brown eye.
1: I don't know who that is. Yeah. Is she... Uh, oh, my she- checkbox is ready. Hey, turn up. <laughs> See, this is why we do podcasts. So we could cook while we uh, talk about shit. Mm-hmm. Hey. I'll send
0: you a picture when we're done.
1: Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna. I have to go. Over I'm gonna go to uh, Montana one day.
0: Yes. Yes, we were talking about that the other day.
1: We were talking about me pulling up to Montana just so because Blake came out to the DMV. I'm gonna go out to Montana.
0: You should do it just. in the summer. It's the best time of year yes, to be here.
1: Yes. Blake was like, don't come in the winter. I'm like, the winter? <laughs> what? <laughs> Me? <laughs> out oh, there? No, winter? I don't even like the winter here. Right. Okay? Yeah. I'm not going somewhere where I know it snows a lot. No.
0: Yeah. Well, the difference is like, because I lived in D.C. for a while. And like winter out there, you will get two feet of snow in like two or three days. And out here... You get like an inch of snow every day for three months.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just don't like the cold.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, me neither.
1: You can't that's I why can't I'm it. going
0: to Palm Springs for Christmas.
1: Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you bring out a tiny humus?
0: Yes, I am. That was that's my Christmas present to them. Is that we're hey. just because of financial constraints. We're doing it on the cheap, but I'm using mm-hmm. miles and points and whatever. We're gonna drive down there and then get cheap hotel rooms and um they're they want to see it because I talk about it all the time. Mm. The whole uh-huh. world is room temperature and you can go through that entire day without having to interact with a straight person.
1: Hey. And,
0: yeah. Um,
1: no offense they're... to you straight people, but y'all are everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, no, let it's me just...
0: stop. Yeah, nothing. it's just like we need a break, you know? Nothing against you, but, <laughs> yeah. We need some space. You can just edit that out, right? Just don't say that part.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We we love you straight people. Yes. Yeah. The the good ones. You you didn't choose to be straight. You were born this (laughs) way.
0: I know. We don't approve of your lifestyle. But we love you as individuals. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh Love the sin or hate the sin. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I can't. <laughs>
0: this way you keep me around. Yes. <laughs> Just sticking out the danger zone.
1: Have you ever wondered what a 24 and a 52 year old had in common? <laughs> this is it.
0: Yeah. Um, mental illness and pansexuality. Yeah. And that is enough. <laughs>
1: and then, and then, uh, no, Blake called me out. Uh, I was like, yeah, I have a thing for all the guys. And he was like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go cry. God damn. Yeah. Leave me alone, Blake. Okay. My fault. I have daddy problems. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't claim any of it. I don't. Yeah. I have my own issues yeah. with, like, parents I wish I had. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my daddy died. So, I grew up with three sisters, one brother, and then my mom decided to be married. And when I was in high school, so. And was he also
0: in jail, or was that your stepfather?
1: Oh, my stepdad. Yeah. No, he was my stepdad.
0: Who's Who's the one who was in jail? Is that your stepdad? No. Oh, that was your father. My friend donor. Didn't you have a a father who was in jail? Friend donor. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Me. Oh right, that's what. I, was I don't think he actually went. yeah he didn't actually go. Oh really? As far as I know,
0: Oh.
1: yeah, when I did my research, I didn't see him going. yeah, because I looked people up. I will Google you. I yeah. Googled Blake when me and Blake was meeting up, I googled his ass. I was like, let me make sure
0: <laughs> what did you what did you learn about me? What did you find? Uh, I host a show. Beyond. Yeah. And
1: stuff. Oh,
0: um, I, mean,
1: I don't know if I can say it. But it was that.
0: I'm on TikTok. Yeah, found out that. Uh. I didn't Google myself in a while. I don't know. I probably should.
1: <laughs> if you ever bored, Google yourself. You'll find a lot <laughs> about yourself. <Yeah. laughs> um, I did a, um... Security search on me? Um, on yourself? Yeah. Um. I am a 62-year-old white man. Really? Yeah.
0: How did the internet arrive at that conclusion?
1: Because my social security number was stolen when I was in high school.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right how does that work? Ruthless. Like,
0: do you get a new number or what?
1: Oh, uh, I think they get, got me a new number.
0: That like, this messed was, like, up.
1: Back in high school. I was like, I did not go to a hospital. I'm not 62. I'm
2: not. Whoa. What is this?
0: And so your name is like Herb Baverman and you're from, you know, South Bend, Indiana or something
1: shit like that
0: wow that's messed up
1: what the fuck this shit is crazy and i was still in the foster system so i was able to get that cleared out oh i see so i'm like hey but i was like damn and i sent that to my uh sisters i was like hey so um i'm a 62 year old white man (laughs)
0: <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> don't be surprised when you see me at Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> According
1: to Google,
2: I'm a white man. Surprise!
1: <laughs> ain't <gonna> scare you. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no. Someone stole my identity. I never felt. Someone,
0: did you see that? Post, it was like maybe a month ago, I posted um, the, I did a screenshot of a guy who took all of my Instagram content and my face, like my, uh, you know, the picture from my account what? and he, he had his own name, but he took all of my content and used it as his own. Like he was pretending to be me, but under his own name. You know what, what I mean? The like the pictures were like of him living my life.
1: He some like, people.
0: Yeah, I'm like, bitch. I don't even want to be living my own life. If you want my identity, go yes, all the way I. and take all of it. And like, I will happily trade with you. Yeah. Um, but if for some reason, money. he followed me. Like he liked me and followed me, and that's how I found out about it. Because <laughs> I saw my <laughs> picture on his account, and I'm like, hey, dummy, I'm reporting your account for stealing my identity. And like within 15 minutes, he deleted everything. But like, how fucked up is that? Okay. I don't even want to be me most of the time. How? Why does he want to be me?
1: For real, you don't know what you are. he <laughs> don't know what you are like behind the scenes.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just like we were saying. Right.
1: Well, who you can actually be a real serial killer.
0: Yeah, or I could be a shitty person or something. As far as he knows. Yes, yeah. I not, but I could be.
1: Yeah, Blake's not a serial killer, as far as I know. Not-
0: I'm not, if anyone is for the FBI who's listening, I'm not.
1: Yeah. I'm not, not, a, not a serial
0: killer. I, I don't have I, that sense of commitment to things.
1: For real, I was like, okay, so I love listening to serial killer podcasts.
0: No, but my daughter is obsessed with it, yes. <laughs> which is scary to me. But I think a lot of white we women We talked are, about
1: yeah. this uh when we met up. Oh, yeah, yeah, daughter. that's right. Yeah. And so- I listened to this podcast about serial killers. Oh, and some of them. Oh my God! So some of them. Uh, well, not some of them. A lot of them deal with mental health issues. Um.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Going back to the whole topic of the show, but you know we can never keep anything straight here. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> That's not what we do. So, what um like a lot of serial killers they have mental health issues but then I was like oh listen to what they do and they'd be like yeah, they have to kill it kill it kill them kill them. kill the person they had to hide the body if they want to hide it hide them um and then like pretend like it's never happened like yeah one killing somebody and then hiding their body that's a lot of work by itself Yeah. Like, what?
0: My daughter challenged me a couple weeks ago. She's like, what is the scariest, like, serial killer movie that you've ever seen? And like, okay, we're going to watch Silence of the Lambs. You ever seen it? She's like, no. We watched it. And then she was like, what the fuck did you show me? (laughs) (laughs)
2: She wasn't ready.
0: Yeah, she was not ready. She's 16 years old. And she listens to the podcast, and she actually has an elective in high school. She's in public Mm. school, and they have an elective in high school about criminology, and they study stuff like that about, like, you know, psychopathy and murders and stuff.
1: Is your daughter okay?
0: I think so. I think she's she's tough. (laughs) She is. She is, like, a very admirable, um, strong young woman. She is... She has sort of picked up my uh, passion for weightlifting, and so we exchange weightlifting tips. She's super-duper into cars, which I don't know anything about. I own a car, and I don't know how it works, and I don't care to know. But she knows all of the moving parts of a car and shit like that, and she's also into um, crime. Okay. So there's that.
1: So, oh, daughter, if you're listening to this, you're doing good.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dad's <laughs> proud of you.
1: Dad's <laughs> proud of you.
0: <laughs> I am. Okay, so next time we talk, I want to talk about um, a couple of things come up in this conversation I want to follow up on. One is how I've been having a lot of conversations with other queer men that I know who also Mm -hmm. love women, like I do. And like, how do you date women? How do you find women who are willing to date men who also love men?
1: Oh my God, definitely. Because like, (laughs) I would date I date y'all.
0: <laughs> it's very hard. Like, I've been on hinge and um, I'm like batting 1%, I think. <laughs> like, there's one yeah. person who will, like, who's returning my, who's messaging me back, you know? Um, yeah,
1: it's like, girls, come on. Like, I think it's still that they're, there, oh, you got A or HIV. Oh, that's
0: it. See, I don't think that's it but anymore, though. Like, At least for like women of my generation, I'm not sure that that's it. I think it has more to do with like this masculinity thing.
1: But then, yeah, it it still do go back. Oh, you a nigga, and you had a nigga bend you over, like <laughs>
0: right? Yeah,
1: calm down. Like
0: you <laughs> don't. You and bend I was. Me
1: over and I'm bending you over.
0: Yeah, like there was. <laughs> I had to process that statement for a minute, but um. <laughs> like i was also having a conversation with this nb uh, friend of mine about like internalized misogyny is trying to get them to understand about how even in like the queer male community there's a lot of bottom shaming and there are a lot of tops who treat bottoms the way straight men treat straight women which is shitty okay. you know and like i think part of that internalized misogyny is again going back to like how patriarchy affects women as well as men and how women view men who also love men, and yeah, there's a lot there. I think there's another hour-long conversation we can have about. It that. really is. Yeah. That's, that's a
1: whole another hour. Oh my god.
0: Okay, so next time, let's talk about that.
1: Next time queer we're talking dating, about it'll be that. the
0: topic is queer dating. Let's call it that.
1: Yes. All right, you guys. Again, the number for the suicide hotline. Please call if you need it. 1 800
0: 273 8255. 1
1: 800 273 8255. And also the Yes. It, please, those are big helps. So thank you, listen, thank, thank you, listening. Thank, thank you. I can't English. <laughs> you wanna take it away, Blake?
0: Uh thanks for having me. And I love you. You're a great friend. And awesome. let's talk again soon and um goodbye, fam, to all of you.
1: Well, you know we're gonna text right after this. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we always do. For real.
1: Thank y'all for listening to the DD saga and we will see y'all again. To be honest, I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna actually try to stay on top of during the podcast. Mental health is important, so I do have to deal with myself. Yes. A lot of times, which is why it took probably like three months for me to come back to doing an episode. So I'm dealing with myself, which is why. It took three months. So I'm gonna We're all doing the actually, work, ma'am. Yes. And I'm actually going to try and start doing, going back to doing it once a week. Oh, that'd be great. And we'll see how that goes. All right. All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Happy Tex-Mix. <laughs> Merry time. Tex-Mix, everyone.
3: Yes. <laughs> Bye.